Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. We are back, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Ruby, ¿cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú, comadre? Well, I've just got my life back because I just threw on my hoops. You know, I cannot walk out the door without hoops. If I do, I don't feel right. Seriously. I always have to wear earrings, but I just ha I just got an allergic reaction. From wearing cheap shit? Yeah, and I only own <laughs> cheap shit. Right? So I don't know what's going to happen, comadre. I feel naked. I oh feel so naked. Oh my gosh, me too. I feel like your face looks chubby when you don't wear earrings. Am I the only one? No. no. Right? Mm -mm, no. And we have an amazing guest with us today. It's so crazy. I've known this girl for, I've known you for a long ass time. Yeah, I've watched your evolution. Oh my God. I've seen your evolution. Yeah. And this is the first time you're meeting her, uh, Ruby, mm -hmm. but she started following you on Instagram. Our girl. Oh, nice. You know what? I literally know you as like Funny Ada. I don't yeah, know your last you name. You always I'm call like, me that. Funny Ada, what's up? <laughs> I love it. That's branding. That's branding. <laughs> She's a comedian. So it's Puerto Rican. And do you feel like you were born to be a comedian? Because you're naturally, I feel like comedians have this gift of being able to just talk shit. You, well, well, talking shit is something for part, from being Puerto Rican. But I always <laughs> thought, I always wanted to be a comedian. You know, when I was little, I used to watch Cantinflas, El Chavo. Um, I used to listen to yes. this comedian named Alvaro Jere, this Cuban comic who was really funny. I was exposed to comedy really young. And then my mom was like, that's not for girls. And I was like, no, bitch. One day I will eventually <laughs> do it. I got to get through this, like, all this tragedy somehow. And... You know, when you're from the hood, making making fun of your situation is how you get through it a lot of times. So, so you as comedian, do, are you always funny? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're always thinking about the uh, jokes and stuff, or you're very mellow? Because I've known a lot of comedians that when you just meet them in a regular day, they're very mellow. The good comedians are. The ones that are always on tend to be a little hacky and campy. Um, if you meet, like, Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, they're pretty subdued. They're just people. They're comedians when they're on stage or when they're performing. I mean, but those people that are always walking around trying to prove how funny they are, they can be really obnoxious and annoying. It gets a little old. Um, so, but it's style. So for me, I'm not. I'm not on all the time. No, you're pretty mellow. I've, yeah. I've seen you at events, and she's very mellow. But when you're on, you're on. Yeah, right? I love, that's great. I, work, I live on stage. I love it. You know what? And tu familia ti, they they declared that you were going to end up a statistic, right? <laughs> they were like, yeah. you're going to just be another statistic. That's kind of crazy how a lot of times nuestra propia familia oh, they're the worst doubts us. Yeah. I just got a message today from some girl on on, on Snapchat because girls be writing me journals, you know? I'm and, sure. And, and, you know, I read them. Because yeah. I, I, I sometimes I feel like, man, I 
that girl probably was gonna commit suicide and by me answering her yeah. not because I'm the shit but it's like I think she needed that voice to Absolutely. say don't do it but this girl was telling me that her biggest hater and I don't know why she, it was she prompted to write to me but she's like my biggest hater is my sister Yeah, and I'm like what like I can't even fathom that idea I can yeah, see that too. I've seen it I mean, I don't have any sisters. Yeah, but she was just saying, I guess her sister's always been overweight. She's in an unhappy marriage. And right. her and her husband are, are doing pretty good. And la envidia. La that, was that me who said that to you? <laughs> I don't know, but it wasn't funny either. But I'm sure there's a lot of girls that go through yeah. that. So your family doubted you, right? When you... Yeah, you know, the traditional Latin family, my stepfather's Cuban and my mother's Puerto Rican. And so a, a girl saying they want to be a stand-up comedian is just not something that they receive. Because they're like... Why can't you be a lawyer or a doctor or a nurse or a teacher, but a stand-up comedian? That seems like something that a man would do. Women are not supposed to be funny. We're supposed to be pretty, and we're supposed to be feminine. And for some reason, they think stand-up comedy is something that is not those things. But you know, I, um, I my family is they're they're you know they're poor and they come from you know the the worst place in Miami, and they were just struggling and surviving. And what's what that worst knew, place in Miami? Is that called Liberty City? Not the worst place, but one of the hardest places to live. I love where I come from. It made me who I am. But it was hard. So I think it's it's hard to see. You know, you made it. It's hard to see outside of your circumstances when you've never imagined that you could get beyond them. Mm -hmm. And the people like you and I and us are the ones that dare to believe that we can. Like, I don't yeah. want to stay here. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I don't want to be this. I want to be something bigger than that. My grandmother used to always say, Tú te crees que eres más que el sol. And I was like, no, yo soy el sol. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, but I used to hear it all the time. But it was just because they, they couldn't imagine being bigger than what you know they they never were told yes you can yeah i think that's our culture i remember my dad mm. also telling me like i stopped stop dreaming those stupid dreams and just work here yeah but you know what i mean but he was coming i mean now i understand he was coming from a place of just worry yeah like, trying right? to rescue you from yeah, hurt from hurt yeah right? i think a lot of our parents come and a lot of people not even our parents a lot of people um, we like safetyness. We like yes. that feeling of like, you know, we got I benefits. Don't. You know, we have no, 401k. We, we we got car insurance. Well, shit, car insurance is like necessary if not you get a <laughs> ticket. You know, Tejoli says if you don't got car insurance and the way people drive, man, good Lord, you need some shit beyond liability. You know, you got liability, you're fucked. Like, it's not going to cover nothing. That's hilarious. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, basic life insurance or this something. Is, this is a compliment to you. I was reading that yeah, Roseanne Barr said that she doesn't understand why you don't have your own show yet and Keenan Ivory Wayans told the world that you are like a dose of truth. Yeah. Like is. for people like that to co-sign you, Ada, is... It's is. been a big deal for me. Um, first of all, I want to give Roseanne a shout out because they are going to remake the Roseanne show. They're going to no. do. They're doing a, a reboot and they're going to do ten episodes. And that's my girl. She's been a mentor to me, and she she's she got me signed to a major agency, and she's really been behind me. But I want to give her a shout out. So you guys pay attention because Roseanne's show is coming back for ten episodes, and you're going to see what happened after it ended. Is it going to be a sitcom or is it going to be like a talk show? Because no, didn't she do like both? A, yeah, no, this is going to be a, a, a sitcom. sitcom and like a follow up to the show that she did before oh okay dang that's a, so look out for Roseanne Barr cause yeah. she's coming big mama she got balls too she's not scared of anybody or anything and I, I love her for that who knows who cares I don't know she owns life. a macadamia nut 
uh, farm in Hawaii, and she's a very independently wealthy woman. Which, you know, in addition to all her success in television, she's also a very smart businesswoman. You know what? I love that. I know and you do. I love that, and I love women that are actually involved in their businesses. You yeah, know what I mean? Like you is. can't go creating all these businesses and then like, oh, so and so is going to run it. Like, no, I'm in everything. You yeah. know, people probably yeah. I, I irritate people probably sometimes, but I'm like, sorry, if it has my brand attached to it, like I'm gonna be involved. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That's with Everything. With everything. Every single story. I'm a pain in the ass when it comes to producing. Um, because I'm there with like every single frame. I have to be, you know, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, and I think um, what you learn is from your worst critics, which my first boss, a shout out to, um, you know who you are. Dios te bendiga, cabrón. <laughs> he was so tough on me, and I was so young. You must have worked at Estrella. No. No. <laughs> No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, a shout out to them. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a. You know, um, he was tough on me, and he's um, I'm gonna say it. He's Angelica Valle's husband, right? Mm-hmm. He was running Univision at the time, and then when he was my boss, he was he came to um, Telemundo Local, which was 22, and he was tough. And uh, one of the biggest lessons he taught me was. Because the the story came out, something came out on uh, wrong on the story. But I was like, oh, but the editor didn't put the fr- like, you know, it's an editing problem. He's like, it's your it's piece, it's your story. You're the producer. So if something comes out, I'm gonna fire you. <gasps> oh wow, Santo Dios! No, but you know, people after that, that you- I was like. On top of it. People that give you tough love like that, they help you build character. They help you build longevity. They show you, like, it goes beyond your pretty face. And endurance. Oh, yeah. And endurance, you know? And I love, one thing I love about you, Ada, is that you're super bold. You're super unapologetic when you say shit. And you kind of have to be like that if you're going to be a comedian, you know? You got to stand for something and you got to be, like, what would you say defines funny Ada? Well, um, as people call me emboldened, but I'm not emboldened. I've always been this way. I'm irreverent is what I am. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I'm going to speak my piece. I think that when it comes to women and people of color, when we speak from an intelligent point of view, people tend to be surprised. They're like, oh, my God, you're so smart. Like, or you really said that. I think comedy is a vehicle for some of us. Some people just want to be funny for the sake of being funny. And then there are those of us who are like Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Bill Burr who really want to speak speak about what's going on today we are the front line of social issues and we tackle it from a place of humor because sometimes humor makes things easier to digest so when it comes to my brand of humor is no apologies I'm truly unapologetic and I talk about the things that people want to say and they can't say and I'll say it for you that's my brand I'll yeah. say it for you I will that's what my album is all about and now that you're coming up with that um, you know I was uh, listening to an interview with John Stewart yesterday yes. and he he's one of my favorites you and know. he is like right now I think think that uh, Donald Trump and the government expect more out of comedians than actually politicians. Absolutely. They held Stephen Colbert to a higher standard than, you know, the, some of the ridiculous people who hold office in the White House and the things that they've said out loud and the lies that have been proven over and over. And he's being or has been investigated for a monologue that he said on late night television. And I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, 100 yeah. yeah. percent. But it was funny as hell, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great monologue. He did it again last night. So, what are ta- tell us some of the some of the um, the stages that you've graced and like who what who have you have you ever opened up for somebody oh, huge yeah. or like 
I know you've been on a couple of late night talk shows, right? Well, actually, I was on Last Comic Standing. And so that was like the the biggest stage that I performed because I performed for five million people. Um, We had like the highest ratings on NBC of that season. And so that was a really, you know, right before they pushed you out there, like, remember, five million people are watching. (laughs) But um, I've I've uh, you know, I opened for Russell Peters, who's like one of the highest paid comedians in the world and um, I just worked with Kevin Hart last summer in Montreal I did his LOL special that he produced he gave me um, he gave me he booked me for a show is he amazing or what yeah I love Kevin Kevin is one of those people that creates opportunities for other people yeah I've heard that about him I know a couple of like dudes that are working with him and he when he cuando te ve algo he wants to kind of help you out yeah but I I would say that I guess this year for me the biggest thing to come out is next month um, I did Shaq's all-star comedy um for showtime and i'm the only latin person that ever taped it yes. in its 12 seasons so what? i'm really proud of that yeah that deserves a round Thank of applause you. yes <laughs> thanks so we are yeah showtime make sure you check it out bill bellamy's hosting Oh, I love Bill Bellamy. He, he was he came out in the movie that I did last year, The Bounce Back. Yeah, he was yeah. in it. I love. He them. was in it, and he's friend. so real, man. Yeah. Just and so, fine, he's a fine, fine good His wife man. is beautiful. Yeah, I was like, are. y'all make a good couple, you they know? Because sometimes you see these fine men in Hollywood, and you're like, Híjole, she must be amazing in other ways. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, I just feel like sometimes couples should compliment each other. You know, not, not always they must compliment each other in other ways. But um, okay, so check it out. So we're gonna get on to uh, since I love your bold and unapologetic approach to to current events and things that are really going on like these dangerous trends coming back we're talking about this like thigh gaps the bikini bridge just body image in general because yes, you're you're Puerto Rican vos sos una mujer así bien jugosa como like nosotras me. jugosa exactly. I love that word well, well Ruby's a little a little flaquita cállate pero, pero, pero <laughs> you're, no. you're flaquita pero like juicy Tengo too carne. Yeah. I have meat on me right I'm good. That's why I'm going to get that tattooed on my chest. Jugosa. Jugosa. Hey, she has me, but we have cellulite. Real women. <laughs> Coming right back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, it's your girl, Amber Rose, and when I'm not busy handling my business, I tune in to Risqué with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risqué with Roxy and Ruby. These are my kind of girls. Regresaron tus muchachos favoritas, Roxy and Ruby. We are back on Risqué, and we have our girl, Funny Ada, en la casa. Si supieran las cosas that we were talking oh about God. off the air. Oh, Lord. We, no, no, seriously, you guys. The before, icebreakers, Before though? we get to these dangerous trends that are happening, I got a really interesting message from this chick on in Snapchat. You guys ready? Yes. She was saying, good morning. I need your help. I need some advice because you keep it real. Oh, uh. Roxy, keep it real? Hamas. Just kidding. She said, last night I was having sex with my boyfriend, and I'm not sure what was going on, but he couldn't keep it hard. And we stopped. We stopped, and he... And, Basically, he told her, it's too long of an email. He told her, you know what? It's not you. It's me. Right. No shit. We know it's you. You can't keep it hard, right? But I was trying to tell her that sometimes that happens when you've been with somebody for a long time. Yeah. That has never happened to me. 
Uh-uh. Ruby uh-uh. keeps them erect. No, I mean, I, I just haven't maybe... Ha- no, I She's haven't. fucking little boys. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. She's you're fucking right. the little young ones. Oh, so they yes. are... Well, you know what I would say is it, it depends on how long you've been together, right? And if this is... Because for somebody to send an email, this is not a first-time occurrence. So that's probably why she's like tripping like last night. No, bitch. How long has it really been going? Right? right? That's why because everybody... I've fallen asleep in the middle of having sex. And what? Two, one, yeah. If I'm tired, I work like I work like a workhorse, like you, you know. And yeah. sometimes I'm in like ah, girl, girl, I could work like a workhorse, but I will not fall asleep. I mean, oh, after, I have. I am after like, I'm done, I fell asleep once. I yeah. am alert. <laughs> I have fallen asleep, and I'm like, just get it, take it. You know, I won't, I won't press charges. Just do it. But <laughs> no, but you I, know, if it's ever happening, you where a guy's penis doesn't stay erect, don't you kind of feel? And I, and I, I, I related to this girl. I was like. Um, sometimes has that ever happened to you? It's happened you in, take my, it in my past relationships. It has. And I'm like, you know, but there was kind of like moments of stress in my relationship. And a man could see one little thing and be turned off just like a woman. Yeah. Right. So I was like, maybe your man is, are you guys financially struggling? Or I don't know. Maybe he has somebody else. Does this happen more than once? Yeah. Because that's the not moment, the first time, the moment it starts happening more than once, your man's it's penis like, can't say erect. There's a problem. It's well, like, and also how old is he? Because if he's older, yes. men, let me tell you, but men start having sex uh, on average a lot earlier than women. So True. when you meet somebody who's 45, they've probably been having sex more than 25 years. That's a long time. Yeah. As opposed to women who tend to wait a little longer before they become sexually active but for her to write that that's a that's that's a problem that didn't just happen one time yeah yeah and to be Girl, honest, you got a like, problem in your hands i don't understand why sometimes they're like oh i don't want them to put a condom on because then we lose a moment i'm like Come on. But you get the herpes. Go, girl. <laughs> right? Such a smart one. I'm oh. like, no. How does that? Exactly. No and offense they, to my herpes uh, followers. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm not hating on you right now. I just want you to know that I think that if you are, if you will make an excuse for a person not to wear protection for the sake of, that sounds like shit that teenagers do. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to die if I don't feel you. Or that when you're a grown up and you out in these streets. Yeah. Not protecting <laughs> yeah. yourself, you're you know you fucking around. You playing Russian roulette with your insides, yeah, and yes, I think it's a crazy yes. it's a crazy time right now. Because okay. nowadays, I mean, the most gorgeous face could be a walking STD. Absolutely, like, oh my you God, really yes. don't. And it know. is. There it are. is. Let me let me start calling names in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, please do. <laughs> no, tampoco. They'll kick her out of the club. I know. No, well, check this out. Um, you know, first came the obsession with thigh gaps. You guys know what thigh gaps are, right? Yeah, el hoyo en medio de las piernas. Yes. Um, then there was a bikini bridge, ab cracks, and thigh brows. What ab the cracks or thigh brows? What are thigh brows? Yeah. Well, let me tell you guys about the latest trend. It's that's emerging. It's called the rib cage bragging. Yeah, tienes que meter. You 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 have to be able to put your hand inside of the. What is it? On the bottom of your boob? No, or what? no, no. The ca- underneath the, the rib. The oh. Underneath the rib. Yeah, a little bit. Like, just touch it. Like, grab it. Yeah. So, let me let me just briefly speak on this because I know um, I, I, I'm i actually, comedy is my second career. I, I was a model before I became a, a comedian. Yeah, because you're I, tall. I started, you? I'm yeah. 5'10". But I started modeling when I was 14 years old when I was discovered. And I was signed to IMG who had Tyra Banks and some of the biggest models. And I modeled for, for years. And I didn't make it because I got tired being hungry I quit <laughs> I was like fuck this shit but uh, this has been going on for a really long time and it had it had subsided for a while and now it's back 
And, you know, quite a few young women have died uh, in the last couple of years. And if you are following these trends and you're and you are idolizing these people who are malnourished, who really don't look like you think they look, their eyeballs are yellow, their teeth are de- decaying from throwing up. Like it's I really that, that, it's drugs. that serious. Yeah, I was anorexic. So I'm, I'm only speaking from experience. I was anorexic. I got down to 117 pounds. I was oh trying my to my target God. was 100 trying to get because my agent was like, if you get down to 100, we're going to book everything. Oh my and God. Lord, no. That's what they tell young women. And so now that we're talking to a different group, we're, let's talk to the, our Latinas and our young black women that who structurally are just not built that way. Like You're, me. I am me not either. meant to be or a me. size. I'm a three. I have thick bones and I'm five eight and a half. Yeah, yeah. you're never going to be that. That is an unrealistic beauty standard that you're trying to meet. And most of the people who you think are meeting them don't even look as good as you think. It's all Photoshop. Like, yeah. and also don't, you don't have like to a, see. Uh, you have to see what type of guys they attract. Yeah. So you don't want those guys because your body's not like that. So they when usually you attract gay guys, guys that want to sleep with little young boys because that's the body structure that they're looking for. When you look at the gay men, not you. Oh I'm my. God, you're not opening the my eyes right now. Like, if you look at Holly, if you look at fashion, most of the men that run fashion are gay. So when your women that are models are just walking hangers. What about some like soccer players that they like those type of? She's having doubts about her soccer players. <laughs> uh, <ex-boyfriends. laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I think that they're bisexual. So I think men that are truly heterosexual, they like, like big asses, right? They like all women. They'll find something in all women. But when you yes. see men specifically say, "I only like model types." They make me a little nervous because mm. you're so right. Yes. Los hombres que le gustan a las mujeres le gustan todas las mujeres. Claro, they don't discriminate. You, know, you, walk in, you can walk with one eye in, and the guy, a guy, a horny dude, will be like, "Did you see that eyelash though? Like she really, her elbows are banging. That bitch's elbows. That is like what straight dudes do. You know? I agree. Totally. No, but you know what? It's models and stars, including Bella Hadid, who's dating. Who's no, she dating? she's not dating the weekend. Same. He's dating Selena Gomez oh, no. now. Oh, That's oh, right. Oh, yeah, Bella Hadid. No, 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 that's another one. That, no, no, Bella Hadid. Gigi, Gigi Hadid is the one that's really skinny, too. I she's met that's her sister. Zane, right? Zane, yeah. Who's and, a hottie. And so this she's is what, very cute, but she's so skinny. But a lot of girls, they look at this uh, Gigi Hadid, and they're like, if I'm not flaca, I could get a Zane in my life. That that These are the yeah. examples that these little girls are looking up to, right? Yeah. Rita Ora, Nicole, Sh- how do you, Schreschinger from the Pussycat Dolls? Well, I expect her to be a little bit more of substance because she's older. Like, she's not when I think about Bella and Gigi these are young girls these are still young girls that are developing but when I think about Nicole who was with the Pussycat Dolls and another group before she's been a judge on these you know these talent shows I expect her to be a little bit more accountable to young women because she is an older woman she's yeah. not you know she she looks great she's beautiful but she's a little bit she's a grown up so yeah. I would expect her to be a little bit more you know what that's why I love Kim Kardashian and like J-Lo because they just because even Shakira she got very thin you know what I mean speaking she of Shakira she's dropping an album soon yeah. well, Shakira's always moving though That the thing about Shakira that I think is I don't think is that she's dieting to be skinny she's always she does a lot of work she's always moving she's but always she was physical. a little thicker she was but she's also getting older and when we get older we lose weight because the weight that we have is harder to lose once you get older really? You know? yeah so yes. though, when you see old women getting older they lean out a little bit they more they do oh my god because you're you hope. because you don't want 
want to you it's harder to lose the weight your metabolism is not as as sped up as when you're 20 well, how come they get leaner because they don't want to they don't want to carry that weight with them into their so they're more years. cautious i think so and also because they, they work in the entertainment business and it's harder to keep your job when you are you know when true. you don't meet that standard true, there's a, even as a comedian i get a lot of pressure i've had people tell me to lose more weight you know i'm in development for stuff for tv and they're like you, you need to lean out a little bit more it's a whole different it's a different game is I mean, that legal and you're 5'10", dude. Yeah. Can you imagine? No, it's not legal. It's unethical, but they don't care. They, they're they trying to sell TV shows. And, you know, I heard somebody tell me once, there's no room for a medium girl on television. You're either going to be the lead skinny girl, you're going to be the fat friend. But you oh, can't be me. No. There's no room for medium on TV. This is why I like influencers like Ashley Graham. Yes, know, that beautiful. new model, Ashley Graham, Tess Holiday, who are promoting positive body image and they use hashtags like hashtag mermaid thighs, hashtag F your body standards, hashtag beauty beyond size. Amber Rose is another one that, that yeah. stands for that. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So people like that, but still, you know, these other girls like the Kourtney Kardashians of the world and all these mm-hmm. Bea Hadid, they're always getting a little bit more exposure because... You know, you feel that pressure of like you gotta be flaca to be cute. But you know what? Forget that. I think Courtney, she has a very good body type. But she works out. I follow yeah. her on exactly. Snapchat and she works out. I don't think obesity is healthy either. It no, brings a lot of health problems. But this is the this is extreme from the opposite of obesity. This is pushing an unrealistic yeah. body standard. Yeah. Cause I think what Chloe did, Chloe was a lot more likable when she was fuller. And the minute she started losing all that weight and she did all all that altering, she became something that someone wasn't like really feeling. You know what I mean? Like she's not as popular. Oh, she's maybe as popular, but I don't think she's as likable as she was when she felt like the real Kardashian. Like everybody really liked Chloe because she was she seemed more flawed. But now she just seems like the rest of them, you know, like that all that pressure from how her sisters look really hit her and she just became somebody else. Yeah, totally. And speaking of her, um, there's rumors going around that que supuestamente Scott Disick, um, she's dating a young buck. She's dating a 23-year-old, Courtney. She got her body back, oh, yeah. mother of three kids. She's da- He's a little hottie. I saw him on Instagram. And the news got to Scott Disick, and now supposedly he's about to check himself back into rehab. Well, he has an alcohol. Uh, uh, he's an alcoholic. So he's he my favorite to- Kardashian, right? <laughs> he is? But he's not I a like, Kardashian. I know, but he's my favorite person in that whole camp. Why? He does not give a fuck. And I think he is hysterical. He's unapologetic. He has his own money. He has his own status. I don't follow Kardashians. I don't watch their show. But I think Scott is ridiculous. And as a comedian, I can only appreciate it because it's funny. As what him. does he do for a living? Uh, he goes around traveling from venue to venue and hosting parties at awesome nightclubs. <laughs> And that's how he gets money. No, I I think that he comes from old money. I don't know. I don't watch the show. I just, I just feel like he's just Montenegro. No, no, he he came with his nah, own. Nah, his family has money. He boo. came with his own. His yeah. family, but Scott, he's ma- exactly his family. His not family, him. bitch. But if your family has money, you come from. It money. doesn't work like with, with white people, <laughs> like Latinos. Man, it's Montenegro de la familia. Yeah, but that's because you come from a a, a different group of ethics. That's just called white privilege in America. Oh, and the, fuck those that. people that. I don't respect it. those people. I'm sorry. No, but it's like it can be thing, cute and funny, but I don't give a. My, and you know, yeah, bet. I, don't <laughs> I don't. I don't know what your relationship status is, but I'm sure you got a couple of honeys on deck. Uh, Ada, but 
you know, my thing is this. It's like Scott and Corny, they've been broken up for a while already, right? So what are your thoughts about moving on from an ex? Like, do, have you ever gone back to an ex? Would you ever go back to an ex? Because I've actually met people that have been divorced have, you know, spent 10 years apart and then they have hooked up again and they're like, oh my God, that was the best thing we could have done. Then there's people like me that I don't go backwards. I'm like, once you're my ex, I'm done with you. Um, I I was in a relationship for many years and I went back and we did the back and forth thing for many years. I dated an actor and it was the most toxic relationship that I had been in. And the reason I kept going back was because it was toxic and it's like being a crackhead. The same reason crackheads go back to crack the sex was good but i was addicted to all the toxicity and once i got out of that i was like i'll never travel backwards again and i don't and i and i believe in moving on i do believe in moving on i do believe that we put these little fake altars and hold on to these relationships that didn't work and we got all these people telling you you gotta wait you need to wait this amount of time you need to do this you need to do what's good for your soul and some people people, i feel that way and i move i you know i move i will move the fuck on and it will be I will post you know and I don't post my, my personal life on social media but why? I will let why don't, you know why don't you do that I, I have a joke about it and people hold me to my joke I, I, so it's on my album that's out now I think okay, it's tell us about that album I have an album called I'll Say It For You it's on iTunes it's on Google Play it's on uh, Amazon and it's my first album I recorded it at the stand in New York and I just think that people on social media can be ridiculous when they brag about their relationships but then people hold women accountable for that there's a double standard Look, they're always counting Jennifer Lopez's dicks, Rihanna's dicks. They're always like, oh, she was with this one. Nobody ever says anything about Big Sean, who has Nyla Rivera on his, Naya Rivera. He has um, Adriana. He has all of those girls on. No, he never takes their pictures off. You see the women deleting the pictures after they break up with the dude because we're held to a higher standard. I don't want to feed that. You know, my dick count is my business. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I do like to recycle. (laughs) You do? (laughs) Yes. I don't. Ada, we love you, girl. I love you, too. Thank you for stopping by. Where can people find you on social media? Um, Funny Ida, A-I-D-A. That's my website. That's me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's Ida um, Rodriguez. And uh, make sure you check out the Shaq Comedy All-Stars in June on Showtime, which Tamara Goins produced, and she found me, and she put me on the show. And I'll, I am, like I said, the only Latin person to ever record. Yes. So I'm very proud of that. Damn, we're proud of you, too. We Thank only you. have chingonas on our podcast, Ruby. That's from, right. from two chingonas to another chingona. Yes. We love you, Ada. I love you back. Thank you for stopping by. We love you. We'll be mm-hmm. right back. Uh, con otra sorpresita. Coming right back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yo, hola, yo soy Juan Rivera, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Let's get it. No, hombre, y la cosa se sigue poniendo mejor. We are back. Amber Rose presents Risque with Roxy. I'm Ruby. And we are joined by the lovely, I love it, actress, personality, philanthropist, Elizabeth Francis. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And it's so, it's so crazy because you were born in Okinawa, Japan, right? I was, and I'm not Japanese. I, my dad was in the Marine Corps. So oh. I was born in a military oh. base out there. So you speak Japanese? No. I speak <laughs> English. <laughs> and you are originally from San Diego. Yes. Right? I grew up in San Diego after my dad got out and we stayed down there. So that's where I'm from. I, I love San Diego. 
Dude, me too. I remember my dad wanted to move us from LA to San Diego. He's like, San Diego has some of the best air quality in the United States. Mija. It's too mellow. It's so mellow. Oh, it's so mellow. Right? Which oh is my why, God. like, if you like to chill, that's like, that's yeah. your spot. That's your spot. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah, actually cool. are starring in the AMC hit series, The Sun, yeah. starring Pierce Bronson, which Ruby loves. Oh. I love him. He's so nice to me every time I talk to him. Oh, really? And he's a flirt. <laughs> Isn't he? He's such a flirt. He's a bad. He's he's just this really likable, uh, you know, just down to earth guy. The whole yeah. cast is honestly. Every he's ta- so much fun. Every time I walk in, he's like, "Oh God, damn! <laughs> oh, if I was younger." <laughs> but then again, Ruby, like, a lot of guys learn with Ruby. Say, I don't know if that's just him. But I might be like everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're beautiful, Ruby. Like, no, but the only thing is, Ruby, nice. I've observed her. She sucks at flirting back. <laughs> What does your flirting back look like? What I don't know. <laughs> um, we were in Vegas and like there was this fighter that I love. And he was talking, like I didn't know he was a fighter or where he was from. But it wasn't Canelo. Don't worry, you guys. No, no, okay, no okay. he's in the past. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's over. That's over now. You shall never know if you were kidding. <laughs> so this guy, like everybody was flirting with him, right? right? And I was like, oh my God, where's he from? And then he was like, so have you ever been to Montreal? And I was like, No. But, okay. like, she doesn't know yeah, how to flirt. I, I was, like, Wait, behind her, like, kicking her. Like, bitch, talk. She was just like, no. And Rexy was like, tell him, like, are you going to invite me soon? Like, and I was like, okay, talk to you later. <laughs> but in your head, were you like, oh, I'm putting on the moves? No, like, this no, I just don't know. Like, I don't want to come... Like I don't, I don't want to be that girl, you know, like a like a slut. So I need like my cupido, like I need my Roxy telling him, like, oh hey, my dude, god, like, hold on. Since <laughs> when has flirting become a slutty thing to do? <laughs> we like jumped. What the hell? Like we, just like, jump from from flirting to like now I'm a slut. Uh, I'm she's a- like I said no, and then I was like, oh you cute, and she's like I'm a slut. Yeah, I'm a professional <laughs> flirt. You know, seriously, I, I love to flirt. It is I, part of my personality. It is part of being a counselor. No, I mean I'm a flirt. But when it comes down to business, you know what I mean? Like when we're closing the deal to see each other again, then I don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? Like I'm at the bar and looking at the guy like, yeah. Now yeah. we know why Ruby's single. <laughs> 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 it ain't your fault, girl. It ain't your fault. No, but did you guys hear that Casper Smart was oh. recently recorded um, saying that he has zero jealousy or animosity or bitterness for t- towards A-Rod now that he's dating his ex-girlfriend J-Lo and actually praised A-Rod as a legend. He oh. praised him. He was like, you know, I mean, honestly, what else would you do when you're put <laughs> on the spot? Like, yeah. Why no, would you no, just A-Rod? stay there. I watched the video. He stayed there. He wanted to be asked about, you know, and yeah. I'm like, dude, like, I, I just feel like once you're done with, you know, with that relationship that made you famous, you're done. Like, just go back to your hole. <laughs> and you know <laughs> what? He's forever. He's forever. You know, there's people. I don't know. I don't know what's worse. Like, you know, being a sucia or being um, associated with like saying, oh, you're Karooch Tran. You are Chris Brown's ex-girlfriend. Right. Oh, you are Casper Smart. You are J-Lo's ex-boyfriend. He will forever be J-Lo's ex-boyfriend. I don't know what's right. worse, you know, because it's like there that must suck to become famous. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, imagine being associated with your exes 24. for the rest of your Yeah, for the rest of your like life. years later and they're like, oh, you remember Robert who you dated? Did like, you date Robert? No, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Just I thought it was Robert That's Kardashian. Like I was like, nah, yeah, girl. Have you ever dated a celebrity? I haven't. You haven't? No, I and haven't. She's actually off the market because you, you just recently got married, right? I did, like 
two and a half weeks ago. Did you ever want to date a celebrity? No. Why? Because, you know what? It's just too much of a show all the time. Like, I want to go home. I want to relax my boo and know that, like, he loves me for me. And all the smoke and mirrors are gone. Nice. Like, we just appreciate each other. And so how did you know? How did you know, um, Elizabeth, that your husband was, like, it, right? Did you kiss a lot of frogs to get there? (laughs) You know what? Actually, girl, let me tell you. You're like, what's your number? (laughs) But you know what? Actually, when, when we met, we were friends. And he knew. Like, he was so sure, and I was like, oh, homie, I'm single. Like, I just want to be by myself. Oh, when he met you, he was like, you he was were like the one. wifey. Yeah. <gasps> and you, were you attracted to him? I, You know what? I in didn't that even fashion. think about it. I was not in that mindset. I was in the mindset of, like, I'm free. I had just gotten out of a relationship. I was like, I'm free. I don't want no, you know, like, singing free. Like, I was just like, it's just me. And he knew, and he waited till I was ready. Like, he saw no what? one. He... Did you know that? I didn't know till later. (laughs) But he had been like asking a friend of mine, like, yo, like, I'm really into Liz and like, she's a good woman. Like, I mean, he said she's wifey and he just waited. I mean, like, waited, waited. So, when, okay, when does your mindset (laughs) go from, okay, he's just a friend to, oh my God, I want to screw him? Right. You know what? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) You're like, like, it's a transition. (laughs) You know what? It was, we kept hanging out as friends. And then one day I was like, I don't want him to leave. That felt like a date. And I was like, oh shit. I like your mole. Uh, mm, right. Yeah, like that. <laughs> you're like, like, I don't know. You're just like, you're like, I like spending time with you. And like, and it wasn't even just the, just the like, oh, I want to sleep with you. It was like, oh shit. I like really like spending time with you. Oh damn, this might be serious. Yeah. You know? And how long had you been single before, like, you you had just got out of a relationship? Like a a year and a half. Like, yeah, like a year. So you were single for a while? Yeah, yeah, I was single. Yeah, I was like, but I was, because it was like a long relationship, I was like, I want to be single for years. You know, like, it's my time. I'm young, you know? But he came along, and you know, when it smacks you across the face, you're like, Okay, this is it. That's pretty attractive when a man yes. claims you. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you are going to be my wife, right? and that happens. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, nowadays we're in a we're in a day and age where a lot of people kind of run from marriage, and I speak for myself, too. You know, yeah, like, sure. this is me really telling on myself, like, um, it's, it's never really been a priority, you right. know? But it's very different, I guess, when you're slapped in the face with it, and yeah. a man is like, you are going to be my wife no matter what. We're going to make it happen. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah, when they're so What am sure? I doing wrong in it's, life? It's man, I think. <laughs> and I was telling you, Rox, that I read um, an interview with uh, Diane Keaton. Okay. She dated Al Pacino. He dated uh, Woody Allen. He dated, like, the best, right? Yeah. He right. three. And they asked her, how come she's never been married? And I thought it was a decision she made. And she's like, I would just was never proposed to. Wow. Oh she my She was never gosh. proposed Can you believe to? that? Who did not propose to her? I like, proposed to once. Oh and I God. said yes. But it, I, I, I didn't want to do it, but I still said yes. That's you, fucked up. And then you said no. No, no. I, this is the thing. It's like, I felt like he proposed to me my first relationship of mm. seven years. I, I had moved to Chicago to do radio. And I had wanted him to move with me to Chicago. And he was like, no, I can't. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't? Like, I want you here. Right. It was my first love. Like, things were good. And he's like, no, I got to hold it down. I got to stay out here. He, so I was like, all right. Like, to me, yeah. actions say it all. Totally. Like, if you want to be with somebody, you're going to be with somebody. Absolutely. I think the one that has the last word, it's the woman at all times, sleeping with them or getting married. So but true. the initiative 
has to come from a guy. Yeah. And like with Diane, I like she dated the <sighs> best and she's single and she's almost 70 and she's like, right now it's Man. out of the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I feel like I'm happy that this way, but I just feel like at my time I was too needy and too mm. weak for men. Isn't it? Is she married now? No, she, she like never got married. She's a strong woman. She, right? Maybe there's the, a man could have handled that. You, you, you know what? a strong man. But isn't it crazy that she woman. feels like she was a weak woman? Yeah. Right? I would never imagine that. Me too. I would never imagine that. Oh my God, I almost cried when I read that interview. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's crazy? It's, it's kind of like a lot of people. <laughs> no, Diane. No. A, a lot of people look at strong women as like, oh my, so as an example, like, an, you know, like I want to be like that. and then, But not really realizing that sometimes strong women suffer when it comes to relationships like it's not the easiest thing and and i have these relate i have these conversations with my girlfriends i have these conversations with my guy friends that are successful that are not successful like what you know i feel like so many men desire a woman that could hold it down that could be independent that that can live if they were to die the show goes on right right but it's like you like it from a distance. Oh yeah, but once you yeah. get into but it. But can you actually handle a strong woman? Be- no. And most strong exactly. women that I know, you guys are super vulnerable when they're in relationships, yep. and that's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful because you know what? Because they can't in the rest of their lives. Yes. So it's like you want to be vulnerable with your partner, but also I think it's hard to find like you know, and I don't know how you feel about like this in LA. I was talking to a friend of mine who's like, oh, he wants to find like wifey, and I was like, man, and he was just saying, you know. He's like, the dating part's great. You know, the sex is great. And he goes, but to then look at someone and go, can we handle our finances together? Can we, like, raise our kids in the same way? Like, you know, that's a whole nother level of compromise that it has to be the right person. And even, I think, when you guys, when you both are doing well, like, for me, my my greatest example was my mom. Because she's so independent. She was in mm. politics. She was, she has her business. My dad had her, his business. And I was like, I can be that. I can be that woman. Like, that's my that was my hero growing up yeah she still is and right and now i realize that my dad always struggled with the fact that they were kind of competing he never wanted to be manipulated by my mom he just mm. felt like all the time he had to step it up like hey like don't talk to me like that in front of you like mm. i now i realize that that was his biggest fear yeah you know because right. i think men at the end of the day even though they like strong women yeah they feel intimidated by it that sucks like Dang. decide what you want don't be bipolar right. about what you want because i mean <laughs> men that are powerful in what they do yeah and they they talk this talk about wanting a strong woman but they end up getting a weak they end up ha- marrying a weak chick having a kid with yep. a weak chick uh-huh. and guess what you know why because they can manipulate the situation versus like to me if I was a man first of all I would have so much game but there would be nothing <laughs> like more attractive to I me than I'm so saying, happy I'm a girl no I that, had no game I, I, I would not be screwing even more <laughs> if I was a man like, this shit is hard. I would want to have an amazing strong woman by my side to build my empire with not some Somebody that I could just say jump and she says how high like how unattractive is that yeah but anyways that's we could talk about relationships Girl. all day. days for days but regresando we're gonna talk a, a little bit more about some current events that are happening in this crazy world and also yeah. what what you do for philanthropy because I'm a big philanthropist yeah. I have my own nonprofit organization hey. for women okay, and I'll come help out yeah, yeah and so I love meeting other philanthropists because 
it takes a special person to be yeah. a philanthropist. Not anybody can. Mm-hmm. A lot of people True. are very self-centered and all about themselves. But when you're out there doing good for others without expecting yeah. anything in return, you got a heart of gold. Totally. And also to, sometimes too, it even feels selfish because you're like, I feel so good. You know, you, you're like, man, I like I love to work with kids. I work with a lot of kids in the L.A. school districts who are from like poor neighborhoods in the arts because I'm like, man, I remember what that was like. I had no one that looked like me to look up, like look to on screen. There was no one like no mentors, nothing like that. So to be able to go work with these kids and show them like whether they go in the arts or something else, but show them that they can express themselves, that they can be vulnerable um, you know, I, I've had kids, you know, come out to me. I've had kids and you're oh, like, come out about their status. Yeah. That come about their status that come out about, you know, like talk to me about what's going on at home. And that's just cause the arts is a conduit for conversation. Yeah. You know, for so, sure. There's just like no right or no wrong. Absolutely. Right. So we're coming back with more of Elizabeth Francis. Uh, who is so beautiful. You're, I love that you were born in Okinawa, Japan, but you're not Japanese. That is crazy. Coming back on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yo, cual es la que mienta? Somos los racas, and you listening to Amber Rose Present Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS Play.it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's always a good conversation when you're hanging out here on Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Ruby, you just came across uh, a crazy video of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Yes, we were at the fight, comadre. Yes, we were. And uh, he lost big time. So yeah. I guess he felt a little bad. So he went. He should. He didn't fue, even put on a show. Se oh, fue man. a consolar con las strippers, man. And he's, I mean, he, he proposed to the to the long-term um, fiance. Baby mama? Baby mama, whatever. When did he propose to her? I think it was like a month ago. So, oh, so he has, like yeah, he has like two kids with her already. They've been together for 11 years and he got a little sad. And I just show you ladies the video of him with like seven Ooh, strippers. And he was just laying in bed. And, and, I mean, come I mean, on. When I feel bad about myself, I get about eight strippers at least. Really? <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> no, but you know what's interesting about... That's gross, man. That's like, nasty. I know that's what they do, but one thing is they if they go to the strip club and they just make it rain, that's fine. I'm okay right. with that, right? They're in an establishment. But you can totally tell he fucked them, Right. How could you tell from a video? Because he was in bed. <laughs> was he doing in a video? In a suite. What do you think <laughs> happened after that video? They just went home? They played Monopoly or Exactly. Charades <laughs> or something. Come on. They were in a suite. They were not at the That's strip crazy. club. I feel sorry for his wife at I this know. point. You know what? Like, Are he's they married? A, a and she came up and defended Ooh. him. Saying what? <gasps> she said that he was robbed. Of of the strippers by the strippers <laughs> by the strippers did they oh did the, they the strippers robbed him <laughs> that's what he said like they <laughs> robbed him because he was drunk and dude well how? you know what oh, I saw no, an interview huh. that his dad did and Julio Cesar Chavez the legend yeah you know the boxing yeah, legend absolutely and he came out and he was like I am so disappointed in my son mi hijo es un vale madrista se tiene que enfocar Ooh. did you see the interview he's like se tiene que enfocar like you know he basically puso nuestro nombre to shame he said and that he said all like, that. We saw his 
his face and I was telling you look at Julio Cesar's face like he the was just he grabbing his, his face and he was just like almost about to cry mm. and I'm so happy Canelo won because he's a shit yeah. yeah he is a shit no he definitely is a shit oh, no well dang. did you Ruby you sent me the list of um, nine of the 24 most richest women of the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, Avela Susana Clanton 16.2 billion her story. What does she? What does she do what at BMW? Do? Let's start uh, uh, with the first one. Oh, she's one of the owners. Ooh, oh, Lillian Betancourt, net worth thirty-five billion. Her source, L'Oreal. She lives in oh, France. That's the first one. Oh my yeah, god, no thirty-five billion. Ooh, and they say women are gonna rule the world soon. It's true. Right? I it think so, true. too. I yeah. think so, too. Try to tell Donald Trump that. See what he says. Well, he probably <laughs> is a woman. No, Christy Walton. <laughs> Can you guys uh, guess where she's from? Walton, Walton Walmart. Like Walmart. Uh, $31 billion is her estimated worth. Whoa. Whoa. Alice Walton, her sister, or La Esposa, $28 billion. Uh, Let's see. Oh, my God. Maria Franca Fisola, $25 billion, her creator of Nutella. Oh, my, oh my God. God. I love Nutella. Making people fat. You guys, crack. we're making people rich. <laughs> this is why we got to create right? our own shit. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Like, you know, That's I was... I read something Let's interesting the other day. tequila and mezcal. <laughs> oh, God. That would Don't be perfect. Don't get high on Can, your I'll be supply. always there for the taste testing. Yeah. No, you know what I read the other day? It's like you're either creating your own dream or building somebody else's it's dream. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. All the time. Uh, how about this one? Jacqueline Mars. Her source is Mars. What, what is what that? Is, I don't know, the oh, like planet? the candy? Oh, the candy. The, oh, like Mars, the like candy. Mars Candy Company? $24 billion. Can, Okay, Dang. so far, two of them have been... You know, comida que no te da se bien. I know, mm. but you don't. They don't care. I mean, you know, everybody so likes junk food once in a while, that. right? That's what it means. How about Laureen Powell Jobs, seventeen billion, Apple, Disney? Okay, oh, I, I, I love that. That'd be bad. Yeah. At that. I'm mad at that at all. No, but did you guys also hear that uh, Diddy? Diddy has made. Um, there's a sexual harassment case against Diddy. I guess his personal chef um, that used to whip up his meals would she would say that right after he had sex and wasn't shy. He would basically ask her, like, I want to show you my manhood. No, No. she asked her to come in and like deliver (laughs) food. And then one time he was naked. And, and he, he was like, do you like what you see? And he was like, do you like what you see? I'd be like, yeah, here's your oatmeal. <laughs> you know, no, you I wouldn't take offense to that. Has this happened before? You wouldn't take offense to that, Ruby? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I've, I mean, okay, but I've never a- been in that position. I mean, I've been in that position, but at an office. If you're somebody's personal assistant or someone that cooks for them in the morning, what do you expect to see at Diddy's house? But was he like, oh my gosh, what's that wart on my penis? Or was he like, you like it? No, like, like he was just like, dude, like what he, you see, like probably she walked in and he was naked. Like, dude, you're at P. Diddy's house in the morning after he's fucked a bunch of bitches. Like, what do you expect to see? <laughs> no, well, Cindy Rueda. Right? Am I right or what? Well, no. Supposedly, he has a longtime girlfriend named Cassie. Right? What happened to Cassie here? And this girl is stunning. I'm talking about una belleza total. And people wonder, like, Cassie, you're so young. Why have you been with Diddy for so long? You know he plays you, but she's, you know, probably because of the money. Who knows? 
Uh, yeah, we do know. Well, Cindy Rueda, she it said she was wrong. regularly summoned to serve Diddy and his guests while they engaged in or immediately following sexual activity. She's also oh. saying that at least on one occasion, Diddy was still naked when she entered the room and asked if she liked what she saw. What up, girl? Oh. You like deciding to come down? <laughs> she's like, yeah, here's your omelet. Thanks. Yeah, she said that another time, one of his buddies approached her in the kitchen while he was nude and asked her to check out his junk. Like, these guys needed affirmations. You know what? You know what? But, let, like, like just to flip the script, maybe he's like, you know, he just had sex with a girl. She said something, and he's like, oh, like maybe, maybe my I, penis is that small. I need to ask my homegirl. <laughs> I need to ask my lady that, my personal okay, chef. Now, now, if the friends were asking her and they were naked, then... I'll be upset with that because the one that pays my bills <laughs> Diddy. Right? is Diddy. So he's the only one that exactly. has a right to show me the anaconda. Yeah, well, they're saying according to the lawsuit. Or maybe not an anaconda. You know, he asked me. Maybe it's a little <laughs> lombriz. Maybe not all black men are packing. You know, like they say Where they do you are. think, Antonio? According to the suit, he's like, I'm speechless. Um, she was fired with a string attached. They said if she signed an exit agreement waiving all rights to sue Diddy, she wouldn't be prosecuted. And she says she refused to sign and was terminated a year ago. So now, a year later, she's cr- bringing up this lawsuit. Like, uh-uh. I'm just going to say something. What? If you can't handle it, don't be there. I mean, listen, when you're a personal chef, dude... If you're going to be dealing with this house, if you're a personal chef and you're professional and you're dealing with food and the only sausage you're going to be dealing with is real food sausage, (laughs) I I better eat that. (laughs) No, the last thing you expect is for is to be disrespected by your boss. I mean, honestly, if this woman is has good work ethic and I would be irritated, too, if I was not there to handle anything else but food. Yeah. Well, if you feel comfortable to say that, I don't know. Like we need to investigate this um, woman, too. We need to investigate what? The woman. The woman? You mm-hmm. think she's just trying to get something out of I it? I don't know. You never know. You what never if, know. But what if it happened in reverse? What if it was like a woman and a man who was a chef? Like, then what would we say? Exactly. Well, she's suing for wrongful termination, sexual harassment, and violation of the whistleblower protection. And they reached out to Diddy's reps, and guess what? They didn't answer. Mm, no like, comment. Another, an, they're like, a, another lawsuit added to the list. <laughs> but I've sure, never known Diddy for that. It's funny because yeah, they, say, they yeah. say, like, a lot of people want to be famous, but they don't realize how much more headaches you get when you're so well-known. Like, everybody looks at every single flaw, every single move you make, and it, it's kind of like... You know, yeah. fame. everybody wants to be famous and everybody wants to be a strong woman. Not knowing that right. being a strong woman, there's certain things that you're like, damn. But they don't want to pay the price. But they don't want to pay the yeah. price. I'm telling you. So, Mama, before you get up out of here, Elizabeth, what? where can we see you? What's coming up next hey. for you? Talk to us about your philanthropy work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, actually, fun news, brr, drum roll, is actually today we just found out we got renewed for a season two of yeah. The Sun. So you can keep That's catching amazing. me on AMC uh, Saturday nights, uh, nine eight central on AMC. Uh, if you like <laughs> westerns, that this is the place to go. I mean, it's a great team. Pierce is fantastic. The whole cast is fantastic. And uh, and now we're gonna be going back to Austin to shoot. So Ooh, I love that. Do you love? How long do you guys film the show for? You know, we were there last time for about like five six months. So wow, we were, so it's some time. Yeah, so it's some time. So we be, you can become a family. You're like riding horses together. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And Austin's an amazing town. And what's your role? What's your role on the show? So you- I I play a uh, badass Comanche woman named Prairie Flower. Um, she's 17. I, I speak three languages on the show, so I speak Comanche, Spanish, and English. 
What's Comanche? Um, it's a, a native language. So one of the native tribes in in uh, uh, the United States. Did you, you have got, to learn it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I so we worked. I went drove out to Oklahoma, met with our amazing Comanche consultant Juanita Potaponi, and she worked with me and uh, some of the other cast. We get translations and and you learn it. Yeah, the things you do for a role, yeah. man. That's so amazing. can you say something in Comanche right now? Like uh, have a full conversation with us. You know, uh, it's like a very different like like, like language. Yeah, it's it's very like guttural. Like, and I try to learn Spanish. That's that's my next. That's my next. Can joint. you tell us something in Spanish? <laughs> uh, tengo miedo de payasos. You're, uh, you're afraid you of clowns. Yeah, I do. Yes. <laughs> I'm terrified of clowns. I don't know why. A lot of people are. I don't know why. I, I see that it. movie It, I'm staying away. I yeah. cannot see that. That's the movie that traumatizes <laughs> yeah. people. And where can people find you on social media? So yeah, find me you. on Twitter and Instagram at efrancis03 and uh, and Facebook, same thing, backslash Elizabeth Francis. So make sure you check out our girl every Saturday yeah. on um, AMC's hit series The Sun starring Pierce Bronson and see her speaking command and English and what else? What other language do you speak? Uh, the th- Comanche Spanish and English. If they add another one, be like Japanese next. Yeah, no. girl. Well, you were born in Okinawa, Japan. Right? You know what I'm saying? So you might as well dominate where you were born. Mandarin, Hindu. It's do you all like sushi? I love sushi. Oh God, who does it? Girl, I could eat sushi for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Seriously, <laughs> Ruby, ya nos vamos. Se nos acabó el show, mama. Vámonos. Vámonos. Gracias. I have to pee. <laughs> she has to pee. She has the I gotta go pee face. Oh my God. We'll see you guys next week. We have an amazing guest next week. And we'll, yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay. Hasta Lambego. Hasta la vista, baby. It's Amber Rose Presents Risque with Roxy and Ruby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.